I'm Camille. I'm Anita. And, and we're, we're the Soul, Soul Sisters. Sisters. All right, guys, you asked and we answered. Time to give you guys a little bit of an update as to where we are and what we're doing. So this isn't our typical podcast format, but we just wanted to, you know, bring the community a little closer this time of the year. Not this time of the year, just... We'll just let you in, sneak peek into our lives. A I think bit. this time with the company, because the company's gone through so many changes, um, right? That it'd be a good time to have an update as to what we've been doing and, and kind of why we did a lot of what we did. Yeah, and I and I hope that this, uh, ever since I moved to Michigan, which we'll get into, uh, I felt like I need to find more of my people. And so if, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably one of my people. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm missing my people too, like big time. Yeah. So I want to find a way to like connect in with not being close to people physically just because we're in Michigan and Wisconsin. Yep. Yep. Okay. So, uh, Anita, you, you moved first, so we'll, we'll start with you. <laughs> I'll go first. <clears throat> so, um, I feel like you got to back it up to November last year. I think we got to back it up to March before that. So we made a big decision, not this last 2020 March, but 2019 March, and made a decision to sell my husband's, uh, or uh, put my husband's office up for sale, and he's a chiropractor, and um, plan a transition from Minnesota to Wisconsin uh, in in hopes and dreams to find land and and uh, build a home or have a home out near his parents. Uh, they live on a river. They have a beautiful little town that's on the river. It's a fun little spot. It would be perfect for Riley's style of chiropractic office. And I can run everything from home. And I've always wanted my horses um, and a farm. No, you specifically, you're designing rhinestone window looking into your Oh, horses. yeah. I have envisioned <laughs> me working from my studio, from my office space, that finally coordinates my lifestyle and not a basement. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, what my real studio looks like in my head is straight out of a magazine. But where I have been working for the last year and a half or two years has been basements. And it does not look the same. But that's okay because it's so rock solid here that even Riley and I took a photo of me struggling in the basement today laughing as to how different my space is going to be in the next couple of months. So it's May we decide because we have to plan ahead to sell and we're moving states to sell his chiropractic office because that was what we were tied into for a lease and then to transition. So that took a long time and we were aware of that. So after it sold, we immediately went into renovating our um, two-bedroom single bath home. We were in a hot market in the Minneapolis area and we knew that we could come out very far financially ahead that would help us um, hit the ground running um, in Ocano. So as soon as we calculated the numbers, we got to work. So I've been in renovations in my home life since last November, or we actually started, I think, in October. Yeah. So we're, we're 12 months in. So we renovated that house, put it on the market, sold it on the same day. Mm-hmm. We sold it in six hours, took um, a, a six-figure profit from it, and put that down as cash onto 22 acres 
with um, an old rundown barn, but it's on the river within city limits of this awesome little town. Uh, yeah. So let's talk about the most specific amount of checklist properties. <laughs> oh my God! Did I have, have a checklist? <laughs> and we had a ridiculous checklist, but. Our checklist priority, it, as long as it had most of the, on the checklist, it didn't matter what order yeah. everything Finished in. building was not on the checklist. <laughs> a, ho a home, an actual functioning home wasn't on the checklist. But You're like, crap, should have been more specific. I, no, I was totally fine with that. Because it had to come from somewhere. We were on the river, and a big thing for me is I didn't want to move seven hours from my parents to be another hour from his parents. I needed family close, yeah. like in our pocket, and to eliminate double overhead possibilities of my husband having to own a commercial building and our home. Because if we got a farm, we were typically out in the middle of nowhere. Right. You can't have a chiropractor. You could have a chiropractor. But who's going to drive? This is not right. ideal. We needed to be as close, convenient to town as possible. Um, for those big reasons. And then we we found an acreage. We needed acreage because I want horses. Um, more horses than the one I have. And we happened to find it. We found out about it before it hit the market. Um, it was We were coming weekend after weekend. Looking and getting let down and turned down. I and even came and saw some of the properties. Yeah, it was fun to hunt. But when you drive five hours with two kids, to be disappointed to turn around to drive five hours with two yeah. kids into the and I shit you not, it was into the sun both ways. I don't know why. Or like the way the way there was pitch dark and the way home, we would have some beautiful sunsets and that was probably the best thing that happened all weekend. Um, but we took it as it's coming, the good things coming, just stay focused, re-talk about what you want. And we literally had an aha moment with the family is um, my sister-in-law and brother-in-law. Um, they, they said, we need to hear your list again. Because everyone was assuming that a home was high on list. <laughs> so we went through the list again and home wasn't important. And Courtney immediately said, you need to go look at this barn. It has the Razor Restore order on it. It's, um, it's not on the market yet. It's going to be it. It doesn't have a house. We're like, let's go. Immediately went there. I was sleeping. I was there. I was you there that weekend. It. I yes. was, took a nap. I was tuckered oh. out from something. We already <laughs> saw more three homes that day or two homes that day or yep. something. I was pooped. I took a nap. Sean went with, so he yes. got to see it because I never saw it in the original condition. And they were tied to his realtor so we could get onto the property. And no one was living there. This barn was, it was overgrown. It hadn't been utilized for over 20 years. Um, it was an old veal calf barn, and it had 20 manure spreaders full of hay in the upper hay mound. It, it was ugly, people. But First I, time me using my fun body for function, by yeah, the way. Yeah, I know. Shoveling that hay out. I know. It's a fun fact. It's amazing. <laughs> that could be a farming workout for some of our gals out there. It just but, um, speed here. Um, so I go through it, and I, I grew up on a dairy farm. I grew up playing in barns as a kid at all my friends who were farmers. So I've been in some rough barns before, and I knew a solid barn to a get the hell out of here yeah. barn. Um, and I'm no professional at all, but I went in there, and where everyone's fear eyeballs lit up, besides my husband, he was on board, I saw nothing but potential and possibility and awesomeness. 
and we didn't we didn't even bat an eye after that we went after it and we're putting offers in contingent of sale just knowing that we're gonna get and we got just enough money to buy in cash we couldn't have made the offer we made if we didn't have cash to offer like it was gonna go and go fast and we found out later on that the city was super uh, not the city but people in the city if, if they said if they would have heard about it they would have been all over it oh my god we had people stopping by that were um, happened to be out of town when our offer was accepted that they were gonna do it when they got back into town and we still had them stopping by. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he just stopped by and told us that he did finally buy some other land, but they were dying for this oh, property. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. Um, and then, so anyway, we got it. We sold our house in February. We um, closed the day before my birthday in March uh, and up and moved everything from Minnesota, Wisconsin. And literally the week after we yeah. moved go ahead and just up and move in like a nice pretty moving van no no no, no. Riley took like 40 trips with the Mazda Riley would do three <laughs> trips to Oconto in one weekend sometimes because he would have he has like four or five day weekends so he would do be doing multiple trips back to the brim couldn't fit a toothpick more oh in the car. my god sold everything you possibly could we on sold we sold our entire home gym I can't believe like and I didn't use it as much as I needed to in the last year and a half post-show, but boy, do I miss just seeing it. You know I what I know. mean? I was selling gym equipment today, and I was like, oh, man, Riley's equipment was so nice. I know. <laughs> oh, he's got, he had beautiful. And But we'll get it again. Yeah. If it's meant to be, we're in an awesome gym right now, very at home. It feels like you have your own gym there, too. It's really yeah. cool. So we're in a good place now, but we'll have it again. It felt too good not to get there again. Yeah. Um, especially with all that heavy need to happen, yeah. Yeah, um, it couldn't come with us. We were moving in with the, his parents. Anyway, so we get the land. We're in. We're tearing down trees, and neighbors come out of the woodwork, and they are pushing our property renovations to the max and optimizing all of what they can do to help us get it moved further. Um, a lot of them turned out to be family members of the original man who built the barn who has now stopped by and we have original paintings from his wife and another painter, a local painter of the two barns or the one barn that was there got burnt down. Then ours was built in the 70s and we have we have original photos from that too. So it's, it's really awesome the story that's really bloomed from it um, and we've completely turned the barn over one uh, we're at we haven't 360 it yet we haven't got all the way around but the house is soon done it's been since March until now living with Riley's family and um, our my father-in-law and Riley have been doing a tremendous amount of work on it and it is planned to be Riley's chiropractic office it is going to be my Sparkle Ridge headquarters along with uh, Shine Bikini. And we are also going to try to utilize it as a wedding venue. And the event center will be called the White Barn Company is, is the plan. We haven't launched anything yet. We don't have it far enough along for photos. I think. I've been looking for wedding dresses. People ask me, I'll say, well, are you getting married now? Yeah, no, photo I'm trying shoot. to have a wedding before I get married. We're going to have photo shoots and, and try to make it cool. But I feel like we can jump into any of that at any point. Um, 
I, we just need to, we're not living there. I think that's a yeah. big hurdle, which I'm really excited about. In my workspace now, in that Haymow, oh boy, it's real cold up there right now. I can't uh, yeah. even work there right now. So I gotta figure something out there. I'll just have to move it anyway. But, so, big, big, big changes for an even bigger dream. And we've had a lot of hiccups and bumps along the way, but this whole year has been a bumpy road. I mean, it came at a nice time with like COVID shutdown of you guys have not having like your mortgage payment at that time. Yes. Moving. So it came at a really good time. Oh, we would have went, we would have went toes up because we were, we had a $4,000 overhead with Riley's office. We still would have had, we had numerous other overheads and it's just crazy. It would have been, everything would have been flying out the door. Everything would have been. It would have been in, incredible. And so my timeline also syncs up with this in an interesting way. So, so let me just yeah. cue you into yeah. it. So I'm in Wisconsin. Camille's been floating back house hunting. And now her eyes start to open up and she starts to fantasize about her dream home in a possibility. Sean and I talked about every inch of exactly. our dream home. If and you went right to down to the types of trees that we would have. And like the water features and like uh, like the, what we want to do on the land and like we talked about it like that was all we would talk about when we were in the car together right we weren't even super hot to move but we were just like you were planning the next year but then you just yeah. for the shits and giggles started looking yeah and Sean's always looking yeah <laughs> right yeah always too. on marketplace always on Zillow he's always just like looking for what's going on I was like super firm that I was not gonna move until May 2021 because I was training and I was like I'm just building on my clientele I'm not leaving not gonna happen <laughs> and but we still talked about you know what types of things we literally went through all 50 states and talked about climate and you know oh pros and cons <laughs> we took one of our five-hour car rides we talked about every single state well this is manifesting at its finest you help the universe find exactly what Both off, weren't you? 
Yeah. Just came? Yeah. Yeah, so we, like, yeah, we'd come and, like, see the houses that you guys were checking out, because we were kind of, you know, looking at some, too. And so on, like, April 18th or whatever, we saw the home listing on Zillow. It was a Sunday, and Sean showed me it, and I was like, no, we can't move. And they were like, no. But I was like, oh, this house is so perfect. It had our our wish list since we were talking about wish list was land Sean wanted at least five acres though we were looking at more than that we actually had went to a house that in Shatek yeah again we wanted to be closer to one family or the other so our but but like within an hour we didn't need to be like right next yep. door so we had like within an hour of either Shatek and or Oconto and we needed to have a work, uh, a town big enough to be able to support Sean and I's jobs in the fields that we're in. He does auto body, so we just wanted, you know, a nice enough shop or whatever. And so land, big enough city, and closer to one of our families. And then, like, a house that was really unique. Like, Sean and I are just not cookie-cutter people. Like, we both have the craziest jackets. Whatever. We're just not cookie-cutter people. So we wanted a unique house. And our price range was small on the smaller side. At least that's what we felt like because we were in Minneapolis. <laughs> and you look at a home, you're like, how much does that house cost? Oh, $210,000! Jesus! doesn't even have any land! Uh-huh. So you couldn't get any land in the area that we were currently in in Minneapolis. So we were like, okay, we got to find somewhere. But where it was a hurdle for you, that's what put us... That's what we were able to get money out of. Oh. You know what I mean? That's what bought us land there. Right. Was the house. Was the ridiculous pricing. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Of the, yeah, the market was just great for housing. And everybody said, you know, it's a great time to buy because the interest rates are so low. Yeah. Whatever. So, we put the offer in on the house on Wednesday. We, like, saw it and we were like, I think saw we have to do Sunday it. Sunday or Monday. Sunday, right? yeah. And then... Sunday. We, like, found the right people, like a realtor and yep. whatever. We started contacting banks on Monday because I just was, like, all in. Because at this point, I was unemployed for about a month, and it wasn't looking like things were going to, like, be hunky-dory. Right. And so we're, we're I, working together at Shine, so yep. it's almost like maybe getting closer won't be so bad. Yeah. Right. Because, yeah, we had to do suits back and forth. Or the distance wasn't as easy. It would be nice to be closer together and be able to podcast again, yeah. too. And um, so we, let's see. Yeah, so we had the offer in by Wednesday because we were just pushing the chips in. At that point, like, a big thing for me was that my clients, I didn't want to leave them, but because I w- that had already been severed because of the shutdown, I was open to moving, like, to leaving my clients. Yep, yep. And I was moving. I did, I before we even thought about the house, I had already launched Mind, Body, and Soul, my online coaching oh, and accountability. Yep, yep. Um, and was super jazzed about doing that. Um, just recognizing that people were going to need accountability now more than ever before and care about their health and wellness. So that was really good. And then, um, so yeah, we got the offer accepted on Thursday and we went to see the house on Friday. We drove back to Wisconsin or wherever. We brought the whole family with to walk the property because we couldn't go in it because of COVID. But only Sean and I knew that the offer was accepted. And when we brought everyone there, like, that no one had as nice of words I knew, to say. I knew. I knew. You told me, <laughs> oh, yeah. but I couldn't tell anyone. Yeah. I was, like, picturing that when we got there, everyone was going to be like, oh, my God, you guys, this place is going to be great for yeah, you. Yeah, but your parents always spoke there. The devil's advocate. Yeah. So, and, you know, later coming to they find 
don't hold on to it, but in the beginning, it's there. Right, right. Got it. Just yeah. looking at the like other side, the flip side, right? trying yep. to make sure you see it through different colored glasses. Sean's parents encourage that as well. Yeah. Um. So I didn't tell them for like that we- the whole weekend. I think I was just like bummed that no one was like, as excited about it as oh, I was. And I, I wanted found- to tell your mom so bad. <laughs> I was so butt sore. Oh. I was just like. Fine, they can find it when I get the damn keys I in my know. hands. And they don't get to see it or get excited or whatever. I think I told her later that I knew. Yeah. <laughs> I had to confess to her. Like, shit. And they were, um, they kind of knew something was up just based on my reactions to talking about it or whatever. And, um, she was like, oh, well, we, you know, we thought that you weren't moving fast enough on the property. Oh, so we kind of held back or whatever. I'm getting you excited about it. That makes sense. So, yeah. And I was like, that's totally fair. And for good reason, because it did go really, really fast. Really fast. Um, there was four other offers in on, on the house on the same day that we put ours in. And there was actually another offer that was higher than ours, but they, uh, because of our offer letter that we submitted along with it, they, um, asked us to match and the, the offer letter is something that I wrote quarantine um, because I had so much time to do it and it was just my intentions on what I wish to do with the home and how I you know envision myself living in that space and I actually read it to everybody when they came to the um, house party yeah. like, after we moved in so that was kind of fun so yeah I the house that we ended up buying I call the whimsy dome and it is a geodesic dome that ha- it's about 2,400 square feet and it's got six and a half acres on the river. Oh yeah, we wanted to be by water, um, whether lake me or too. river. Me too, that's a big thing for yeah. me too. Always wanted to be lake or river. Right, so we were on the river and it was the Menominee River and uh, yeah, had the right acreage or whatever. I'm so bad at telling stories. That's okay. okay, so it's the Whimsy Dome and it has a greenhouse and a garden and like those are both things that we would have wanted but they we didn't it was like so much more than we could have ever even asked for and it was within our price range and yeah so it's a really unique home everything's custom built and it is like my dream come true in terms of like a unique place to live and be connected to nature and that's definitely where I've shifted in my more recent years like when I was in college, I really wanted to, like, just get a 9 to 5 to pay for me to be able to do the things that I want to do and, like, lived in the city and I wanted to own, make all the money in the world and, like... Remember that three-story style of house that you always used yep. to want? Yeah. yeah. Now I have four. Now I got four-story house. Oh, yeah. But I did want the walk-out doors. Oh, yeah. And I do have the walk-out doors. And the spiral. I get a spiral. Well, I don't think you ever want I don't think spiral. I had a spiral on no. there, but I'm very excited to put garland on it for Christmas. Oh, you Like, lights. the moment that I realized that I get to garland decorate it for Christmas, I, I was like... <gasps> so excited. When we were talking spiral at our barn place, I got really excited. I don't know if it's happening anymore. I'm like, dang it, I want a spiral. Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> um, I digress. Yeah. So, yeah, that's where we're at. So now I moved to Michigan. and okay, So given my work situation to uh, world crisis, moving to a uh, smaller town and an older town and being uh, hesitant of the economic population being able to have excess income to support a full-time trainer. Well, and I, everything was still shut down. Yeah. I don't even think the gyms were open yet. They opened up June 1st. The day that we moved, everything kind yeah. of opened back up. Yeah. So it was like just not a really... I wasn't going to get a job as a full-time trainer and be able to apply for a house. So I, you know, did what 
I think you're supposed to have why people go to school is so they can have a piece of paper to fall back on when during times of economic crisis. Yeah, totally. So I put on my, what I did before I was personal training was social media marketing and social media in Minneapolis is the mass media and guess what? The radio is mass media in Marinette. So I applied to the radio station and that's where I work now and I am helping clients with their radio and social media marketing campaigns. So that's been really fun and a complete 180 shift in terms of the work that I'm doing, but it, and it's come with its own forms of growing pains, but uh, I just got pushed out of my comfort zone. Like I just was, I was, I was so confident. I was the boss and people came to me because I knew what I was doing and I went from, I just in a completely new place oh, doing can, things that yeah. I don't know how to do. I can feel you there. So that was a... It took me about 60 days It's to been like a very adjust. challenging professional year for me. Yeah. Like, to feel like a professional or yeah. feel like a business owner and... To have that confidence. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize how much of my, like, struggle was attached to my confidence. Right. Because I've always been a very confident totally. person. And when people are coming to you and you're helping with their success, it fills our cup. Yeah. But I didn't have any of that. I oh. was the newbie and I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Yeah. Probably not supposed to swear about whatever. You're fine. Um, and so, yeah, it was just the bottom of the totem pole in terms of knowledge base and it sucked. And so, basically, like I, during this time of quarantine, from when we got the offer accepted to when we actually moved, I was so zoned in, zenned out, and like using all of my time to focus on what we wanted to attract which was the house and it happening smoothly and exactly as it should the buying process was painful and emotional roller coaster but it happened and whatever all's well that ends well and I knew as long as it's good news it doesn't matter when it comes that was like my mantra the whole time I don't know why but that's just what it was like I think I knew inherently there was going to be delays yeah so I was just like as long as it's good doesn't matter when yeah yeah and uh, yeah, so the career, changing careers and changing locations from a Minneapolis rural place where Wi-Fi is $40 month to month, it's as fast as you can ever possibly want, you have every restaurant within a quarter mile, you have every expert and specialist and high quality top professional, you know, skill, craftsmanship in every corner of the world and in every industry you'd want right at your fingertips in Minneapolis to in the middle of nowhere, nowhere. where <laughs> Wi-Fi is a freaking joke. Well, I was like, what do you do with your trash? Burn it or bury it. I'm like, oh my God, where am I living? We did end up finding a trash service. Did you? Okay. But <laughs> it was quite the shock. Oh and just going from being like, uh, from, it's, it's a whole different lifestyle of me living the homestead lifestyle. Like I said, the first time I ever moved my body functionally, like for a purpose, was moving hay from your loft. Yeah. I just said never had to do like physical chores. I grew up on Main Street in O'Connell. I didn't have to. Mow, I mowed right. the lawn Weight, one time in my life. Weightlifting was your first physical yeah. thing. Not yeah. Yeah. And that was for labors. aesthetics. Yep. Yep. It wasn't for like getting a job done or yeah. doing something physical. I guess scooping horse poop was made probably my. Yep. And I made you. I made you. Yeah. Yeah. I make. I make her work. <laughs> I tell people, like, I didn't try to be this sheltered, but I was. <laughs> At least she's honest, and she's a hard worker. You're one of the best poop scoopers. <laughs> I'm like, and I'm totally, I'm not afraid to work. You just have to show me, like, you're teaching What's a kindergartner. <laughs> because most people have experienced something like holding a hammer or whatever, and I haven't. So you just teach me like I'm a kindergartner, and it'll be fine. And so 
so I've had to do all sorts of different physical labors at the house. Oh my god, my mid-back has never been used, I don't think, ever. From um, shrubbing out, like, brush with uh-huh. clippers. Oh my god. And bending over so much. Why is everything you do in the garden just bending round over. back? It's really, it's great for the human posture yeah. and body, though, too. It's what we were, yeah. And I had only ever gone completely the opposite. A good bikini mode. Yeah. But up, uh-huh. round back, super heavy, erect, like, super tight erectors. Like, the opposite right. of that movement. So, my body was like, what the heck are you doing? Yeah. And um, so we moved out June, uh, or actually May, like, 28th or whatever. And then we moved into my mom and dad's house where Anita and Riley and the kids were also living. So we were all living together. And then Camille's other brother, Garrett, was also in and out, too. They were in Florida for a chunk. And they have two dogs. There was a lot of large family meals all the time. It was a like zoo. Like 15 people eating dinner and lunch every day. A zoo. Zoo. And like Sean and I were living out of our cars because, yeah, we had to pack up at midnight and pack our entire house <laughs> belongings. And we left on the road at 5 a.m. Like, it was crazy, but that was because our we didn't know that our road wasn't going to be accessible during the last few days of move out until oh, it was too late. Yeah. Um, so I packed at literally like 12.30 in the morning for Sean and I for what I thought was going to be two weeks. Yeah. It was eight weeks. Eight weeks. <laughs> so oh, Sean was. had one pair of shoes, he had one pair of shorts that didn't have pockets, and he had one tank top, and the rest were clothes. I didn't bring him any nice clothes. <laughs> I packed myself decently because I knew I was going to have to wear my business clothes for my new job, and I, you know, whatever. And so I packed okay for myself. Although living out of your car for that long is not fun. Because I, I didn't want to leave too much stuff. And even that, we were sleeping in one bedroom. And then we went to Garrett and Courtney's place. And then we went back to the house. Oh, and so yeah. we had moved three times within the eight weeks. Oh. So we just kept most of our stuff in our cars. So we're living like freaking cavemen. Yep. Out of our vehicles looked like we we're homeless. Yep. And um, then we finally closed on July 28th. And then we moved in. We had the trailer because all of our belongings were in the middle in Chatech. So it was like, hey, Cammie, where's this? In the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> Very deep. <laughs> and that yeah, unloading. And then, like, once we got into the house, it was crazy because we, like, four, I decided to have a party with, like, 15 people four days after closing. We closed on a Tuesday. So I didn't even give myself, like, a full day to, like, unpack. Yeah. I got up early before work, unpacked, worked half days, you know, worked after into the midnight or whatever, and then got up and did it again for four days. And that Thursday before we had the party, I will never forget this moment. You had a breakdown, didn't you? Super bad breakdown. I <laughs> laid up at the ceiling, which is a crazy ceiling to look at, and I was crying because I couldn't be happy to appreciate how cool the house was. <laughs> and it was everything I dreamed about. I literally dreamed about walking through this house every single night before I'd fall asleep. It was like this little thing I did to like, I would walk through the house in my mind and try to like see how far I could get in the house before I This is during the period where you had some ups and downs on the closing too and some things weren't locked in as well. They were shaky on if it was going to happen or not. So I was like heavy visualization through this house and I had so much time during quarantine that I analyzed every inch of those photos in that were on the listing and I we had taken videos during the walkthrough so I knew that house inside and out before we even were in there for the second time so I was visualizing my life in this house 
And then when I was finally there, I was so unhappy and exhausted. <laughs> I was pissed. So like, I didn't mean to laugh. <laughs> no, it was like so comical because I was like, it, it, circumstances mean nothing if you don't have energy. Right. I was so run down. Right. And just so you can't enjoy up. anything. I couldn't enjoy anything. You can't enjoy your dreams. You know what I mean? It like, was like I wanted this so badly, and I thought everything was gonna be perfect if we got in, if we just got the house, and then we did. And I was like the most unhappy I'd ever been, like ever. I think like I just haven't had a lot of negative things happen to me, so it was just the most traumatic like change that I've experienced. Cause yeah. And so whatever, we had the party, it was fine enough, everything was fine, making food, everyone had a great time, they loved the house, that was good, I felt better by that day or whatever. And then, on that Sunday, so this was Friday, we had all the people over, by the time Sunday came around, we had to drive five hours to Chatec, or four hours to Chatec, grab a truck and a trailer, we drive six hours to Door County, so that puts us at midnight on Sunday night unloaded or we loaded up like what he said 8,000 pounds of wood freaking 20 foot long boards oh with Sean and I and then this older couple who was selling the wood for us for super cheap 22 cents a board foot for like uh, 130 year old reclaimed granary wood Sean really wanted I said I don't want it because I was too exhausted and I didn't want to do it and it was just being a headache but Sean was like nope we're doing it it's the best price we're gonna have make it happen and so then we unloaded it at four in the morning, just Sean and I, and we went inside and slept for two hours, got up at 6 a.m., and I was just a pile of poop. Oh and I was like, God. I cannot go to work today. There's no way I'm not going to be useful at all. I was already crying. It was just like too much. My body hurt. It was so much labor. Those boards are heavy. Like 60 pounds a piece Whoa. moving like a hundred of them? Gosh. It was intense. And that was like the peak of everything of just I, it, it took me 30 days to recover from that like <laughs> it was awful yep just because it was so much of a push at such a short too time much. yep and it, it just gets spread too thin and you're too exhausted and you can't enjoy anything and everything's hard and then you're you know and I was questioning I was like but this is what I wanted, wanted. I chose this to do this a, you know what I mean yeah you get you get lost in that that moment so, of hard. I didn't expect to feel so troubled during the transition. I thought everything was like work was gonna be awesome, house is gonna be awesome, and right. Sean and I were already awesome. But if you would have removed maybe that party in the wood, it would have been an easier flow. It probably would have been right. But whatever. but I wanted the house unpacked and ready, so I purposefully set that party to be super close to our move-in to just get everything in and unpacked. Yeah. Because I had been dreaming about unpacking it for months, Nita. I was excited. But you were must have been really tired. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so now I'm 60 days out from that and have cycled through so many emotions. Yeah. And now I'm finally like settling in and it feels really good to be here and I'm excited to continue to push forward with creating our online community of shine the the competing space has changed competitors are wearing masks on stage it's a different um, space it's, it's shifting so that's been um, cool to lean into I guess from like a fulfilling perspective is just trying to add on that extra layer 
on top of competing, that, like, substance of, like, you know, just, like, that, like, what happens behind, backstage, like, when you're connecting with other people, like, I wanted to be able to have that not backstage, just, like, in the online community, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely, and we're gonna work to build that as we continue to build and change shine bikinis as well, but we still have, I, um, I'm not in my house yet, and it's looking like December, <laughs> I was told September, August, but here we are, and I'm hoping for a good Christmas present, and we could be in our house, so that delays things as well, it's hard for Camille and I to move forward, we get the daily done, but we can't, it's hard for me to move forward when I, I've got, I'm sleeping in Camille's old high school bedroom, <laughs> I think my photos are actually still on the they wall. are still on the walls, and your chalk drawings are still on the walls, so that lovely. It is so cute. Um, but so I'm like not in my element. You know yeah, what I you're mean? Not in your like, zen space. I'm not taken serious professionally. I'm not in my zen space. I don't have a flow, and that's fine. But um, I, I think I not always relied heavily on it. But um, I've come to be very grateful to be able to create one. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what, like, that's... we kept reminding ourselves during the, like, when we were living with everybody, like, this is going to make our space this so is... much more sweet. Yeah. Like, it's knowing what, like, having your own space, not having your own space makes having your own space so, so much, much more yeah. appreciated. Absolutely. And it's, like, just trying to work through, even if it is hard, just get the job done, and then the dream space will come. And then I'll have my horse fence, and I'll be able to... The dream is to be able to rhinestone and see my horses. The overall dream is me working and then looking into an indoor arena. But that's a very expensive dream, and yeah. we're on phase one right now. Um, but the, the next dream is still there. You know, I still mm -hmm. appreciate the one we're working through. Um, Mine involves me being an educator of all sorts of things. If you want to grow mushrooms or microgreens or... I'm excited to just be a, a natural-minded path navigator. How would you market that? I don't Sell know. it through. People are going to come to me. Come oh, to I you. Just, I think they're going to come for the house. Yeah. Oh. They'll stay for Camille. Yeah. <laughs> They'll come back for Camille. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, that's kind of our update right now. Um, we'll know more as things change like we don't know how many shows are going to be extended and happening and what's going on with all of that but we're here we have tons of product to produce tons of suits and I would say online um, shopping has gone really smoothly um, we have short turnaround I just mailed out three suits this morning um, a gallant message like less than 72 hours ago you know just inquiring and so like how it's working right now if you're you know interested in buying a suit if you like one of the suits that's on our site we can send you you know multiples of them and for you to try on because I know a lot of the times um, online shopping can be kind of uh, nerve-wracking not knowing exactly what you're getting or how it's gonna fit um, so we can either send a sample suit for you to try on and buy if you want to keep that as a posing suit for like you know 125 or whatever or just try it on make sure it fits send it back or like I said uh, try on multiples of our ready-to-wears and send back which ones don't quite work out or your least favorites. So that's been going smoothly, at least for my end. What do you how do you think it's been going? Yeah, I think it's been going really well with the online.
online. I want more inventory online, but I'm working on rebuilding that right now. I thought you were going to be like, like the ones we have. I was like, oh, I swear I'm up to date. No, it's me. It's, yeah, um, I'm bottlenecked at the hand rhinestoning right now. So it just takes hours to hand. Hey, I rhinestone my first suit. You did. You did. Was it enjoyable? It was. Yeah. Ruining a suit after that wasn't as enjoyable. <laughs> she melted a bikini bottom. It was so I'm glad my house didn't burn down. So, oh point. yeah, it was so crunchy, it just broke apart. So sad. I was like, oh man, there yeah. goes one in with one out with the other. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, I know why she doesn't do this. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta unplug those hot pans. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, good things to come. We're just trying to ride the wave right now. We're uh, taking care of all of the clients that are contacting us, and it's been. It's been quite the ride. We're close. I'm close. I'm super excited. I can't wait to like, we got to talk design space. I know we talked about storage solutions at a different point, but I'm excited to talk about that more. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. So big things with the Soul Sisters, moving all over, changing in all the ways, at least for me. I feel like I definitely went through an identity crisis of who am I? I'm still in the middle of mine. Oh, okay. 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 (laughs) Makes me feel better. No, totally. It's so hard. It's so hard. Yeah, I mean, I'm still figuring it out. Yeah. I I do, like, I feel like the time I got during quarantine, which I am calling my millennial retirement (laughs) because it felt like it, although uh, reporting, not all it's cracked up to be having all the time in the world and your financial needs taken care of if you don't know what you want out of the world or how to spend your time. Exactly. Not all it's cracked up to be. That was a freaking... Emotional roller. That's when my emotional roller coaster started. Quarantine. Too much time to myself. And I crutched on all the things. I drank so much during quarantine. Like, <laughs> unhealthy crutching. Didn't work out. That's a whole... Too much of a break, maybe? Too much. You were on, like, a long vacation. Was it like... Yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That's a whole nother episode of my millennial retirement and what it was like. Um... But yeah, I cycled through a lot of emotions like really quick again with that too. So it was just like that change and going from I going from doing nothing to doing all of the things. Oh yeah. Like doing I would shine before I get up in the morning. I have clients on lunch, accountability clients, and then I would work radio and then I would go home and then work on the house. And that's when I was like, This is this is too much. Too much. Especially compared to nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Nope, I get it. I read a lot of books during that time and I wanna get back to that. Um, but yeah, so that's my next, uh, my, my newest challenge, because apparently life settled down just enough for me to pick up something else to challenge myself to. <laughs> I'm doing Sober October and hoping to document that. That's my word of the year this year, um, is document. So I've been capturing footage and blogging and writing. I haven't pushed a lot out into the world. I guess maybe next year I should put publish as my word. Because <laughs> I'm just documenting. I'm not sharing anywhere. It's going to be an annual shift for your yeah. It takes a year. Takes a year. <laughs> I take my word of the year seriously. <laughs> I haven't picked a new one. I yeah. can't get my fr- I maybe if I scrape off fruition it'll finally get done. <laughs> <laughs> Finish that up. <laughs> oh my god. It's funny cuz uh the my my board that I had fruition written on my girls helped me color it and they helped me work on it 
and then I had it in the windshield of our car for so long it faded. So then I had them colored again, oh. and then it's fa- it's faded again. It needs to be recolored. But that's literally what's happening right now because everything's taking fading so long and it keeps fading out. It's I'll like, bring well, my acrylic over. The dream's still the same. We're just not there yet. Color it in again. <laughs> oh. And and that uh, that was I felt bad too. Like part of what my emotional trouble was at this point was like my problems were not putting food on my table and whatever they weren't like physical ailments and everybody else in my life like I'm complaining to Anita about how stressed I am about living with other people and she's like yeah yeah I've been here (laughs) two months before you got here and and I'm still here five months after you yeah I'm the one with two kids yeah, so I wasn't, it didn't, my complaints didn't go very far with her. <laughs> Did you find a new person to complain to? Because remember you, you asked the right person the right question. I wasn't sympathetic or empathetic. Did you find a new person that was? Just out of curiosity. Uh, yeah. And yep. they both have gone through more, way more fucking traumatic shit than either of us. Both of them. Yeah. And it took them yelling at me. Both of them physically said, Camille. Any problem is a problem. It is okay to have a problem. And yeah. just because your problem is not as big as someone else's problem, still be a problem, it is still okay. Yeah. That is a valid point. You can do not have to feel bad about your problem. I was feeling bad about feeling bad. <laughs> that's where I was at. Oh, yeah. Hi. You're, that's what Riley does to me all the time. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like I'm a very grateful person. Mm-hmm. He doesn't think I'm grateful enough in life. And I was like, I am just... Pouring out of gratitude. Do you hear it in my voice? <laughs> and he just is like, whenever he says that to me, I'm like, oh, not enough. What? Yeah. Like, like, what does enough look like? <laughs> I don't even know a religious person to make reference to. <laughs> what would be the utmost? But yeah, so that was, um, I didn't feel like my complaints, I could complain to anybody who was experiencing something worse than me. So it took two people who have gone through much more traumatic ailments than myself to be like, nope, that's okay. And so that helped. Just acknowledging that I was struggling and that it's okay. I did, well, a big thing, too, that I didn't realize that I would have to grieve the loss of my previous life. That was like a really interesting concept. I just didn't even consider that I would have to say goodbye to the ways that I lived my life before. Just because of the area that I was living in and the type of work that I was doing and whatever. Like... And to some extent, like, I had to, like, turn around and wave goodbye to nice Wi-Fi. Like, I never emotionally, like, acknowledged that there were certain things that were just going to be very different from now on. right. Totally. So just hearing that, giving myself permission to be like, okay. But then I would get sad about, like, I would think, okay, I'd take time off for myself to give myself space to, like, let myself grieve, whatever the hell that means. And then I would feel bad about not working. (laughs) And then it started it all over again. (laughs) And so that situation has resolved itself based on my the way I chose to uh, talk, look at my employment situation. I just chose to look at it from a different angle. I was not putting my best foot forward in that department um, just because it was such a different shift. Yeah. I thought I had to ha- help people lose weight to, to make an impact, but I, I can make an impact in different ways. Oh, totally. Um, Definitely. Yeah, so it's been a journey for me emotionally, physically. My body, oh yeah. I think a big part though, like looking back, 
I think a big part of my emotional downfall when I moved into the house was mm, exaggerated due to my poor nutrition for like eight weeks and heavy alcohol and, and and not good quality nutrition from what I had used to be doing. Like when Sean and I were living in Champlain, like we were foam rolling on a regular basis, working out and maybe him more than me, but we were eating really clean. Yeah. It was was healthy. Yeah. So my like brain chemistry was good Uh and it felt like it was not as good after that. So it took a while to kind of get out of that and get everything kind of leveled out again. And I guess sleep had always been good. So that was one constant that kept me sane. But it was just like, it felt like I was getting in my own way so much. And I don't know. I still don't know what that was. I still do the same thing. Because I went from the year prior and the year prior to that to launching a new company to having the biggest, most expensive photo shoot I've ever had. Preparing for a catalog with online sales buying out my business partner to take the next company to the next level to my machines are still shut down. It's been a year, Camille. I went from the biggest rise and push career-wise for mm-hmm. me and truly the most ind- independent push with Sparkle Ridge, you know, mm-hmm. to my printers haven't been, I can't, I haven't made, I haven't designed a design, a true design in over a year. I've been paying for my Adobe Illustrator and I haven't touched it. My ink has not hit paper. Like, that has been traumatic for me. And it became the most real when I moved here and now no one knows what I do. If they see me sewing, they, if they don't, if people see me sew, the next time they don't see me sewing, they wonder why I'm not working. Right. And you're like, that's such a... the tiniest thing I do. Yeah. (laughs) That's when I tack the suit after I did all the things before. Yeah. (laughs) So it's just like, oh my gosh, I started sewing in the basement. So no one would see me sew. I was like, I can't handle it. But I also had a big fallout for my husband. Mm -hmm. Riley went from changing people's lives physically and neurologically Mm -hmm. and really just making them better people and changing their life around to not even looking like himself, right? Mm-hmm. He'd be wearing car hearts mm-hmm. and shoes falling apart and long hair and mm-hmm. just working on the farm. And I was like, I had a big fallout with him and I just said, no one knows how special you are and no one knows who you are as a doctor and how respected you were in Minneapolis. And it's hard for me to see that because they have no clue and I was like no one calls you Dr. Riley here and that's really hard for me because of that very special unique thing he has Mm -hmm. he's a very good chiropractor oh I drive up an hour every week to go get my adjustment and he (laughs) truly can motivate and change people's lives and he needed a break so smart he's so smart and he needed a break as much as we need a break and he was burnt out because he had to run the big financial game and he couldn't just be a chiropractor. And that's why we moved too. But I had a falling out for him as mm-hmm. well. And I literally, I'm crying and I brought him to tears because I felt so bad for him. But he, he wasn't worried about it. <laughs> Until I told him. But he's more of a reflective, emotional type of yeah. person. He's, so, but yeah, it's just been when you up and change everything to really try to make that dream and a lot of time a lot of people have 
big dreams to hit the stage. Mm-hmm. And you have to change a lot of things, especially if you've been just doing a day-to-day family life thing, you know. There's it's, so many parts of your routine you have to it's, change. It's a big change, and it's not easy. But without change, there cannot be change. And without that, you do not have growth and possibility, and you'd always wonder. But it's hard to keep going when you're like, I didn't think it was going to be this hard. And did I make the right decision? You know, it's like you ask yourself, do I still want that? Is that still, you know what I mean? Yeah. Then, yes. Okay. Then I'll, okay. Stop complaining. I'll take the heart. Stop complaining. I'll take the heart. You know what I mean? It was like every other time I had faced like great change, like moving to college or living in different places. Like I lived in Spain. I never had, I never like got scared for that change or in Egypt. And I was in Italy. I did change. fine there. Yeah. But like. Uh, every other time I faced change, I was so excited about it. And this was the first time that change had, like, scared me. Like, I did have a moment of, like, oh, crap. Like, what did we just do? Like, yeah. oh. not about the house, but, like, about my, like, how I spend my time daily. Yep. Like, oh, my God. I, I, I can't do the same things that yep. I was doing before. Right. Or, like, it looks different now. I never had to go into town to get milk. Oh, yeah, you grew up on Main milk. Street. Yeah. But, yeah, like, that wasn't... You never get milk. Yeah, I was like, I don't even drink milk. But I never had to go into town. Sean grew up on 60 acres in the country. He knows all about going yeah. into town and not being able to drive on certain days. And I used to know going into town, and that's why I fought to be into town. Yeah. Because yeah. I, when I was a little kid, I'd always want to go... Can I... All my friends are getting together in Bruton. It's only seven miles away, but my parents couldn't drive me there and come get me. And I hated it as a kid. Yeah. And it bugged my mom as a mom. She wanted to be able to, you know, but right. she had shit to do too. So that was a big push for me is like, I just want, and we're, we're in this great little hub spot with a walking path. Mm-hmm. And I hope Raya and Maya are kid central and I hope they're coming over to hang out with us oh, at yeah. the farm. Um, Cause I'm a homebody. I don't do well in mom groups. I'm mm-hmm. trying really hard, <laughs> but, um, yeah. See, I feel like I'm. I like fit in with dog moms. I'm like, oh yeah, like yeah. we like. I feel like I don't know how to talk to people. I know I like I know how to talk to people, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I I don't know. I'll work on it. <laughs> I don't. I know what you're saying, for sure. It's it's like if they're not your people, it's yeah. like. I don't even know how to talk to you. It's yeah. so different. But again, these are I like because I homeschool my kids. I don't know if um, the world knows that out there, but I've 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 been doing that and have done that since before um, the virus and all the shutdowns and stuff. Um, and I have never been really tied into a group. <laughs> it's usually well, I only had one car in Minnesota, so I couldn't get there. Yeah. But a lot of times, like I, I'm not socially awkward, but I'm very out of the box. And homeschool moms are out of the box. But I'm still really out of the box. So I get a lot of weird looks sometimes. And then I just leave the conversation like, oh, why did I even tell them that? <laughs> and then, yeah. And I miss, like, I miss mom things. Like, I missed the whole photo op at the apple orchard the other day. I'm rolling out with my white pickup that's kind of loud. And all the homeschool moms are taking the group photo. I didn't even think about a group photo. I was like, cool, we're done. lingered and talked and conversed and I'm driving away I'm like oh shit I missed that I totally missed that like oh I was supposed to stay around oh I didn't even I didn't why doesn't that sink in with me I don't know and 
it's not like I was running away, but I was just like, cool, it's over, peace out. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I probably should have. And I... Talking to new people is always nerve-wracking. Like, alcohol always helps that. Like, I think about, like, me going into a bar and, like, oh my gosh, never. Like, I would never go into a bar by myself. That is, like, my worst nightmare. Talking, oh. having to talk to strangers or having people hit on me. Oh my gosh, it makes me I throw I can totally up. float a bar myself. Nope. Mm-hmm. Don't put me in a bar. Yeah. Too many strangers. That's trying to be fine. friendly. Maybe, I get, maybe like, Maybe that's weird. why I would be more comfortable as if I had a drink or something, but I'm not going to drink and go to a mom's house. Yeah. <laughs> And then, but a lot of events that I go to now, people come to me because they need something. You know what I mean? I'm working at socialized, when I'm at social events, I'm working and people need things. So that's Um, how I feel myself socially. It looks like I'm being social, but I'm helping you. And that helps me look social. Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. Does that make sense? Well, so that's why you're so helpful. You just want to look social. But then I get to, so I get to those kind of events. Yeah. And I get so much energy from other people's energy that they they think I'm just this bouncing off the wall person all the time. And then I'm like, no, when I get home, I'm quiet. You could put me in a dark room and I'm probably the happiest person alive. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think that Sean has actually seen the like 10 out of 10, like moving, jiving. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he's seen you at at the top. Yeah. So I think that'll be cool as he'll get to see that happen in different events. I need that to come alive. And I thrive off of that. That helps keep my cup full when I am low key. Yeah. But also with a lot of events used to give me anxiety where I kind of the next day I would be so wiped out. So I had to start pulling back because I didn't want that imbalance. Yeah. I wanted the day to fill me but not to dry my cup out for the next. Right. So I worked on giving less or having helpers more, you know, that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff so I didn't get drained. Um, But then not having any of that right now, it's like I don't. I don't feel professional. I don't. I feel like at a mom's living with her in-laws, sleeping on the living room floor sometimes. Right. And that's hard for me at almost going to turn 40. Right. When my goals of 40 were very, very big and, you know, working on to get on stage at 40 and do all this at 40 when I'm still, you know. So that's just a big ego. That's ego yeah. right there. It's totally ego. That's what it is, too. And it's just like sometimes you got to check it. Although stroke of my ego top five shine moments was when someone came up to us at a bodybuilding show and was like oh my god are you the soul sisters i was like that's the coolest thing that's ever happened to me thank you they were like oh, i listen to your podcast i was like shut up that's so cool so if you ever see us please, oh, please. it'll make my day yeah. to be like are you the soul sisters and like, we're oh my not god. we're very aware of ego and we don't feed off of it but everyone likes to feel yeah, good totally. and likes to likes to have an understanding especially in very unique like the bodybuilding universe is very unique you know and the horse industry is Mm -hmm. unique and geometric domes are very unique yeah so to be able to have a voice within that community um is very exciting for us like that's why we want to because we're living through our passions so it's not like we just bought a home and we're living in it she bought something that wants to be more of your future and and more of your lifestyle and the same for me um we, I'm, I'm literally going to be living in a barn like and i'm so excited for it a cookie cutter house is not for me either i've looked at train stations before mm-hmm. and like like buying a normal homestead would have been fine but 
something else could be better. It's just more interesting for me. I just think it's going to be fun and unique. And it's so, like, I never really knew what my firm, like, passions were, like, my life purpose, or, like, you know, I kind of have vague ideas over the years, and I still, you know, it's always ever-changing, but when I just, when you, when something keeps coming up and you cannot not think about it, you gotta look, you're like, fine, I'll look at it. It's calling you. It's calling you. If it wakes you up, it's calling you. If that's the first thing that comes to your mind when you wake up or you wake up in the middle of the night at whatever time and that's on your mind, it's calling you. I, my connection to my clients and the accountability stuff that I do was so calling me that I was like, I'm going to quit my day job if I don't address this calling of need to connect with these people. Like, I'm going to do something rash and crazy. Because it was just so, it kept coming up and coming up. And I was like, show me that I can connect where I'm at. Yep. And it's happening. It's happening It's happening. So that's been really cool to listen to where I want to be and make that happen where I'm at now. Yep. Yep. Like, that's been the hardest thing of, like, I want to be there. It's going to be great when I'm there. But recognizing that it's not going to be great there if it's not great now. Yeah. That's, like, such a hard pill to swallow. Because you have to make find a way to make now what you want then to feel like. Exactly. And that's hard to do if you're not where you want to be. Yep. But you know you have to be there for now to get there. Right. You have to find a way to be happy and laugh and enjoy the memories and like Absolutely. soak it in for what it is. Even if it's just like, I can't wait to look back on this one year from now yep, and totally. be like, oh my God, do you guys remember the year that we all lived on top of each other? Yeah. And I think... That's the approach I went into it, and then I had other people in the family not feel the same way, so then I kind of got brought down, and I haven't fully, fully gotten back, but, yeah. like, that's how I am. I'm embrace the heart. I'm, I even, like, my husband's like, why do you go pick up the biggest log? I was like, because I want to lift three really heavy things and get my awesome one, one rep mat to death again. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm like, I'm not trying to prove anything to anyone, but I like to, to I like to take the hard job that you know that someone else would take on, but they complain their whole way mm-hmm. through it. I like to just do it, and, and then have them at, oh, how, how was it? How was it? Fine. Yeah. It was, it was really fine because that was my mentality going into the hard job, knowing that it's going to be hard. Right. If you know you're going to do something hard, then fucking fuck, suck it up suck it up it's gonna be hard and you have nothing to complain about it just became part of the job you know which is like full circle moment here of like when I found out we had to go on the trip that we're on right now oh. I was like oh man that probably sucked the wind out of her sails I was like no 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 like this I don't want this to be a source of negative energy I was like I'm just gonna come with you and we're gonna we're gonna do it together and we're just gonna enjoy the trip we're gonna record a bunch of podcasts we're gonna have a good time we're gonna make fun out of it. Yep, it'll be fun. No pain so far. I love it when I tell people I gotta do a quick trip to Minnesota. It's four hours one way to turn around to do four hours back. Everyone else is more offended. Yeah. And like, oh, I couldn't do it. Like they're at home right now thinking about us on the road, being like, oh, I can't do it. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I've sat and watched TV for four hours. It'll be fine. I don't care. Yeah. Like, well, whatever. Embrace the embrace the heart. Yeah. And ride the ride. I still like lean back to my blog I wrote when I was 19 called Life is a Sign Function and it has never felt truer in my <laughs> life before. 
the like so and I really do I think it's shifted I think it's gained depth I think it's not just a straight up and down I think it's more like a like a DNA like what is that double helix or whatever like a kind of swoop-de-whoop in kind of moving um because it's certain areas of your life will pick up and then set down and then other areas will pick up and then when they'll set down and it's just like uh you're happy and then you're not and then you're like where'd it go and then it's back and then it's gone and then it's like don't try to hold like just try to live through whatever moment you're in right and you know try to find a way to talk through that or process through that um so yeah this helped me process all sorts of things (laughs) and there's a little life update for where the soul sisters went so thanks for listening guys Bye. bye